Please never leave again. It's it's interesting. You may not have expected me to be back on the actual day I no. said I would be back. What with the traveling nightmares that have been going on lately. <laughs> I was going to ask if you had to sleep in any airports. Oh, do I have a story oh, for you? All right, let's hear it. It's well, Hannah and Johnny on 93.9 <laughs> Virgin Radio. You've been out on the East Coast. Yes. So Air Canada is where we flew with and it's just been it's been a minute yeah they sent out a mass email to every air canada customer saying we're sorry we're severely screwing everything up and we're canceling a ton of flights they just didn't have enough staff to like cover everything they made and sold and all the commitments so everything's slow delayed or canceled if you're wondering if it's as bad as everyone says it is it absolutely is yeah so i was flying windsor to toronto toronto to halifax our Windsor flight was delayed for two and a half hours leaving. Wow. So, And there's not a lot to do in the Windsor yeah, airport. No, there's no, literally nothing. not even a snack shack. Like that snack shack yeah, never opened. It's abandoned. So I was like, oh, oh no, I'm going to miss my Toronto flight because yeah. this is delayed by two and a half hours. But then the Toronto flight got delayed. Hey, there you go. So I was like, oh, maybe we're going to make it. There was hope. And I know somebody who missed their Toronto connection going to Halifax, and they couldn't get out until Saturday. Really? This was Wednesday. Oh, Like, that's how bad it is. And so I was like, if I miss this flight from Toronto to Halifax, I will never be able to make it to this wedding, which was on the weekend. So my flight (laughs) landed in Toronto. When the wheels touched down, I had eight minutes until my other flight took off. Not boarded. Like, I had eight minutes until my other flight took off when we landed in Toronto, my plane to Halifax. And the flight attendant knows everyone's running late. She says, if everybody can sit down and let the people flying to Montreal off the plane first, like, they've got to run. Wow. And so, I, and I asked, I'm like, so when is the, uh, when's the Montreal plane leaving? And she's like, it boards in 10 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, my plane is boarded and leaving in eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so they let me go off the plane first. I had no checked bag because I knew that I just, oh, God, it would yeah. just be no. a nightmare. No. So um, I had to get from D10 to D45 in the Toronto airport. So they're okay. like two opposite ends of the terminal. Ugh. And I had eight minutes until my flight Just a mad departed. Sprint. They were calling my name on the intercom, Johnny, and I was sprinting, <laughs> Usain Bolting, through the <laughs> Toronto airport. You will never see anybody run so fast. No kidding. I was like dying. Wow. And thank God I just did a half marathon because yeah. it was cardio. Like you it was trained. Like maybe almost two kilometers like to get from one end to the other. Do they have the little scoot-along parts where it helps you run a little faster? They do, but I didn't think I could dodge fast enough. Yeah, you gotta get around people too. Oh, man. People literally were like moving out of my way. Like it was like the parting (laughs) of seas, people watching me run through the airport. Epic. I want the security footage so bad. Oh, that would be amazing. Uh, That would be so... I. Yeah, I've heard so many crazy stories out of the airports, and I was thinking of, yeah, because I was, as far as I saw in your Instagram stories and everything, I was like, she made it. It all went okay. I made it. uh, And the fact that that flight came through, because if I missed that flight, I'd be so screwed. Yeah. I said it was good luck, and it was on Wednesday, and then uh, my fiance's hockey team won the Memorial Cup on Wednesday. Yeah. So that was a really, really big day for us. it was good, and you made it to the wedding. It was all great. Yes. Oh, and uh, we were flying out of St. John on the way home Uh in New Brunswick, and our flight got canceled, and we got rebooked two days later. So then we got booked on a flight from Halifax (laughs) to Toronto. And we drove 
from St. John to Halifax, about five hours. Oh, my to God. To catch that flight to come in last night. Our flight landed last night at 9, and we drove from Toronto back to Windsor, so I got home at 1 a.m. What a circus. Did you even <laughs> sleep? No, I woke up no. at 4.30, okay. so um, wow. it's been three hours. Dedication. We're I'm glad sorry. to have you here. No, thank you for overcoming the odds <laughs> to make it back to Windsor. That's absolutely wild. Literally, uh, I texted my fiance <laughs> and I was like, um, I know this is bad timing. What with you winning the Memorial Cup and everything? But like, I feel like I also left it all on the field today. Absolutely. And when you work as hard as you possibly can and it pays off, like, yeah. there's nothing like oh, that feeling. Hoist your little thermos of tea like <laughs> was, a champ today. <laughs> like, we're all winners here. Johnny on Windsor's new number one hit music station. 93.9 Virgin Radio. I'll take incorrect answers for 800, please. A busy border crossing between the U.S. and Canada is the tunnel linking Detroit with this city in Ontario. Eleanor, what is Toronto? No. Come on! No! Eleanor! Wrong! That city is Windsor. Yeah, yeah, of course that city is... Windsor, Ontario! Is in your honor having coming back city. now from your vacation, your favorite song, Seems the Windsor, Ontario, Ontario, Canada song. How could they not it's know? Down south of See, being a Jeopardy host would be so difficult Windsor. because I'd just be like, what are you? An idiot sandwich <laughs> to so everyone who gets a question wrong. You want to integrate more of a Gordon Ramsay approach to Jeopardy. Gordon Ramsay should be the next host of Jeopardy. Uh, honestly, I think viewership would skyrocket. I think that's genius. I think they could use a little bit of uh, contestant abuse well, in that show. We watch Jeopardy every night, uh-huh. my fiance and I. Yeah. It's like the reason we started talking on Bumble in the first place. And we record them all. So we have like a stack of Jeopardies to get through now that we're both home from a vacation. Yeah, I would say maybe this person only knows about Toronto because they're from Toronto, but they said Toronto. So that's how you know they are not from... They're from from Toronto? No, I don't think they are because they said Toronto. Eleanor, what is Toronto? If they were from Toronto, it would have been Toronto. No, absolutely not. Just know, Eleanor. Get that out of here. Morning. Hey, Hannah and Johnny. Windsor's new number one hit music station. 93.9 Virgin Radio. Sports ball news. Sports ball. Sports ball data. Data. Yeah. Okay. It's serious. There's some science here. Beep, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> they did a fan survey about the most annoying NHL fan base and the most delusional NHL okay. fan base. Okay. Who do you think came in first? I'm going to have to go ahead and say the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> you will be correct yeah. for both. For both. Number one most annoying NHL fan base. Number one most delusional NHL fan base. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes. There was a lot of overlap in the top five, actually. Uh-huh. So for annoying, Toronto number one. The New York Rangers were number two. Really? That surprised okay. me. Hmm. Maybe we don't see a lot of annoying Rangers fans where we are. Yeah, I, I think it's just a whole different thing. For Canadians, it's always going to be the Leafs, of course. Of course. Well, now that you mention it, number three most annoying, the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Not yeah, surprising. I can see that for uh, sure. The Edmonton Oilers are number four. Mm. And then the St. Louis Blues are actually number five. Yeah, again, the most kind annoying. of a sleeper yeah. for me, but I don't know. Very, very much so. And then for the most delusional, uh, the Edmonton Oilers are in second. Oh, good Because they are delusional. <laughs> okay.
It's like, McDavid, can you save us? And the answer so far has been still no. No, I can't. Nothing can save you. Sorry. And then New York Rangers, the third most delusional NHL fan base. The huh. Rangers are scoring really high in these. And then the Montreal Canadiens. And then the Vancouver Canucks. Okay. So a lot of Canadian teams on the list of most annoying and delusional. We are annoying and delusional. We're like, this is our national sport. Yeah. We will win this. That is, I think that's it, you know? You're so convinced every year that it's going to be different, and well, then it never is. So. How did Detroit do? Yeah, that's what I want to know. We actually weren't listed on either list because we weren't in the top 20. Is that? Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> so this means we're not annoying and we're not delusional. Okay. Nobody thinks any bad things about Red Wings fans. Because nobody thinks about Red Wings fans Maybe. at all. <laughs> I love it. Love the morning. Anna and Johnny on, on, on Windsor's new number one hit music station. 93.9 Virgin Radio. If you were planning on checking out Minions Rise of Gru, don't wear a suit to the theater. They might not let you in. What, what's wrong with dressing a little fancy, <laughs> dressing for, fancy for the Minions movie? To go see Minions. Well, people have been doing it, and they've been causing problems. Aww. It's Hannah and Johnny on 93.9 Virgin Radio. If you haven't heard of this TikTok trend, the gentle minions have started descending on us. Uh, right. So I think I have seen these yeah. uh, teen boys hopping out of a limo uh-huh. dressed to the nines Absolutely. to attend the minions movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, you know, it all seemed like a joke. It's but a trend. It's hilarious. Harmless yeah. fun. They're like, the w- it's been a five-year wait, boys. They're tenting their fingers, you know, acting like they're making big money moves, just going to see and analyze Minions Rise of Gru. See, this seems harmless to me. Yeah, it does until you realize that they've been doing things like bringing bananas to these showings that they will be throwing at the screen and at people in some cases. Oh. They've had to, like, get them out of there. There's been, in some cases, some damages to the theaters themselves. Oh. You know, they're trashing the place, throwing popcorn everywhere. They're making a lot of noise. They don't really respect no, the minions. They they're in not. it for the social media clout. Exactly. So, you know, it, it, what they show you is them looking all classy and stuff. And they said, you know, for a lot of the people working at these theaters, they were like, yeah, they look classy. They act all sophisticated in the lobby and then they go into the theater and act absolutely crazy. So Act a fool. Yeah, so I don't know. It's probably not everyone. Not not necessarily everyone who wears a suit to the movie theater is going to cause problems, but... See, I am of the opinion you can never be overdressed, but mm. what did you call them? If this is turning you into a gentle minion... Gentle minions. Then yeah. maybe, maybe it's not the move. Might not want to do that. Uh, we do have someone on the phone. 519-792-6040. You didn't see any gentle minions, but you did take your granddaughter to see the movie what did you think i loved it it was funny and it was like they had like a part where it was like intense you know you know like just building up building up my two-year-old granddaughter was like oh no oh no you know i'm like it's okay it's okay (laughs) (laughs) so there was parts where it was funny there was parts where you know it was like oh no you know what's gonna happen but there was like a lot of fighting scenes and that was good that was funny like when the the lady was teaching the minions how to do like karate and stuff (laughs) that's what it was was it it probably got the gentle minions a little riled up that's what happened i was gonna say who dares fight our minions (laughs) there is a a funny tweet from a famous twitter person at k Caleb says things, and it reminded me of you, Johnny. Oh, boy. Uh, he said, can't stand minions. Dress the devil up however you want. He's not welcome in my home. <laughs> Absolutely. Whoa, 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 what's going on? Hannah and Johnny. On Windsor's new number one hit music station. 93.9.
Virgin Radio. There's a new edible <laughs> arrangement. It's going viral because it's over $2,000. Oh. It's the Incredible Edibles Chocolate Spectacular, standing over three feet tall and serving over 200 people. And, and what is it made of? Is it all fruit? Is it's it- all fruit. It looks like a little Christmas tree. Well, it's not even little. It's three feet tall, but yeah. it's got... Oh, my God. I just inhaled and choked myself. <laughs> it's got cantaloupe wedges, cantaloupe balls, white and semi-sweet chocolate dip bananas, pineapple daisies, pineapple stars, mm-hmm. honeydew wedges, orange wedges, apple wedges. There's dip. There's fruit. There's no room in your refrigerator to put this thing no. into if you don't need it all. No, no money in your account for this. <laughs> Why in 2022 is it really other that many people who are like, yes, I'd like to spend $2,000 on an edible arrangement. If you're going to spend $2,000 on anything to feed a yeah. party, I feel like there are probably yeah. more reasonable things than an edible arrangement. Exactly. No, no. It's an edible derangement. It's like, ah. Miss the mark, guys. Come on. room temperature fruit yeah. with no plates. Now here we go. Hannah and Johnny. On Windsor's new number one hit music station. Good morning. Good morning. 93.9 Virgin Radio. What do you think are vital questions you should be asking your partner? Discussions that you need to have if you want your relationship to stand the test of time. You want to be in it for the long run and have a great time together. Are you hungry? (laughs) That is the everyday question. Where do you want to eat? Yeah. But that's, it's like the worst question because it's a never-ending struggle. That's right. But there are, I guess, seven questions that are essential to helping you you talk out what's working and what's not working and where your relationship is headed. This came from the New York Times. Okay. Um, Let's jump into it here. But you can text us at 10939. Some questions, you know, important conversations you think you need to have in a relationship. Uh, Number one, what do we like to do together for fun? Interesting. I think it's an important thing to talk about if maybe, you know, I think that happens for people where they, they separate their fun lives. I actually have a friend who had this issue in a lot of his relationships until recently. He finally met someone where he was like, it's like hanging out with a friend. Yes. I've never had that. Yes. And it's so cool. Like it, so, so true. It's really something that you need that I think a lot of people are like, no, my friends are for fun. My partner is my partner. And it's, I don't know if that should be the case. Yeah, you know? I 100% agree. Mm. Yes. Love that. All right. Number two. Who takes out the garbage now? So I, <laughs> I think maybe that's like a question of when you move in together. Yeah. Who does? Who or takes that? Maybe just a delegation of responsibilities for household chores can save a lot of headache. Yeah, there was some data on couples that said um, lockdowns actually exacerbated existing gender disparities. So like everyone being kind of stuck at home ended up with, I mean, traditionally it would be like the woman doing more cooking and cleaning, right? That's kind of the way it went. It was saying that that actually increased that, those roles, which I would think it would be the other way around. If both people are at home, you would think... it's interesting, like, it's, what if you both do both? There's not one person in my household who takes out the garbage every time. Like, we both do it when it needs to be done. Mm Mm-hmm. What does that mean about our relationship? Are we doomed? No, I think that's a good thing. But there's, uh, you know, researchers about this saying that all couples should spend time discussing how they've divided things like childcare, housework, right. yeah. how that's working for you. Because, mm-hmm. like, maybe it does work one way better than the other. And so. you don't want resentment. Yeah. And again, th- this isn't saying that there's any right answer for, like, oh, the man should do it or the woman should do it. Yeah. These are, you have to talk about these yeah. things and find out what works for you. Just communication, because then you won't, like unknowingly not do something that your partner wants you to do. Number three, what is one thing we like about our sex life? Ooh. And it's, it's interesting 
to think about how many people maybe are unfulfilled in those ways and are uncomfortable talking about it. Like if yeah. you've been in a relationship, even for a long time, maybe you haven't been open about you know your needs in that way. That you- is so interesting. This is a really like philosophically stimulating list. Well, it's it's the New York Times. You know? mean, it's a cut above. Have uh, you heard of Wordle? <laughs> they own that They own now. that, all right? Very intellectual. Yeah. Um, number four, how have we helped each other through hard times? And I love the way that these are worded because even like the last one, it wasn't like... It's not a yes or no Yeah, question. and it wasn't like let's, like, let's talk about sex. It's like, what, what do you like about our sex life? Yeah. And then that inevitably moves to what can we work on? And in this, it's like, how have we helped each other through hard times? It's not, okay, we're doing it wrong. What can we do better? It's like, what have we done right yeah. together as yeah. a couple? And how can we emphasize that this and try great. to move forward with that? Yeah. So uh, that's a pretty good one too. Number five, are we still on the same page about monogamy? Oh my goodness! Can we Spicy maybe hit up New one of those Times. swingers parties. Check okay. for what are the signs? Gnomes, pineapples, pineapples, and gnomes are signs of swingers. But uh, yeah, you know, I feel like more and more open relationships are common. Uh, it's definitely not for everyone. That's why you kind of have to talk about it. But you know, that one is an interesting one to bring up for me yeah. because if it's one person wanting to not be on the same mm-hmm. page about monogamy, yeah, then like that could start a whole. Yeah, and that's, but I mean, it, it goes into things in this article. They talk about things like porn. Like, how, oh. how does that play into this? Is that kind of a form of, like, being unfaithful? And that's a whole other conversation. But this is the whole point. It's to stimulate these conversations that can help you get on the same page. Wow. Number six, what is something that is worrying you that you haven't told me about yet? Ooh, this, that's a good one. It is. These are great questions. These are great. They open the door. It, it's something that it seems to be existing beyond judgment, right? It's not yes. like, a, you know, we need to talk about this because I'm not happy. It's like, hey, I'm here. We should have these open dialogues. Is there something you're worried about? And most likely, yes, there is something that you're not saying to your partner that's worrying you. Yeah, because it's silly or stupid yeah. or whatever. Or in my case, you know, a lot of the times, like, say, you know, I've had a hard day at work or there's something because, you know, Hannah's been just ruining my life. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, <laughs> I'm but, so <laughs> but uh, you know, in a lot of cases, maybe you want to keep things from your partner because you don't want to worry them. You yeah. don't want them to worry. You're like, my, like, our financials are more messed up than you know. You know, there's something happening with me behind the scenes that I'm really concerned about. But you don't want to share that because you don't want to ruin their day. You, like, messed up at work and you don't want to, like, embarrass yourself yeah, or when, something like when that. Yeah, when really you should be kind of leaning on that person, you know, not, not in an unhealthy way, but getting that reinforcement and sharing those problems and, and that makes you stronger, right? I love this. How many more? One more? One more. How can I help you feel more loved? This is an important question, too. All of these are really great, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, this person who is in this article says, I just think this is a beautiful question. It's a great way to make your romantic relationship stronger. Asking for what they want and what they need is very important. How can I help you feel more loved? So, great list. Feeling loved in a relationship is such a big part of it. Yeah. Like, the fact that my fiancé wakes up with me every morning and, mm-hmm. like, packs my breakfast and tea and waves goodbye. Like, That's I know great. it's it's a small thing and it costs zero dollars, but, like, I feel so lucky every yeah. day. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I think a big part of that, again, with the conversation angle is learning what your partner's love language is, what yeah. their needs are. Because you could be going through it being like, okay, this is the way I like things, so that's how I'm going to treat my partner. That's not the way to make it work. That's something that I have struggled with massively is, is again, that check-in, you know, because especially when things are going a bit sideways, maybe you're arguing, whatever, it's easy to go on the defensive yes. and start trying to advocate for yourself when really it's kind of like, okay, so like... You 
you know, what's up with you? How yeah. can I help you get over this? I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, so. not everyone operates in the same way. Text us 10939. What's your love language? Ooh. Because one of my love languages is words of affirmation. Yeah. It's like, tell me I'm amazing all the time <laughs> or I will be completely unhappy. You're doing great, Hannah. And yeah, but it's interesting, like being in a relationship, a previous relationship where yeah. you communicate like my love language is words of affirmation and I need like more validation, right. more compliments, more like whatever. Mm-hmm. And that person would say, if you ask for a compliment, then it's not a compliment. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Oh, and it's like time. not understanding that yeah. is such a key component to like long-term happiness. Yeah, for sure. My love language? Food. That's how I was raised. <laughs> That's not on the official love languages list, what? Johnny. Okay. I Maybe gotta, gifts. I got to talk to my parents then because in our house, it was food. What was it for you? Text 10939 with your love language. Hannah and Johnny on Windsor's new number one hit music station, 93.9 Virgin Radio. Is there an animal that you despise? You hate this creature. I'm sure there's there's something for you. See, Johnny is such an animal lover. I'm surprised you're even bringing up this list of the most hated animals. Well, because... It's hard to hate animals. Yeah, and for the most part, you know, if we're talking, you know, mammals, things like that, I don't have a lot of hate for animals in my body. I, especially, you know, Canada geese. They get so much hate. Yeah. I love Canada geese. They're some of my best friends. I hang out with them all the time. Canada geese are D-bags. <laughs> it's a fact. It's not a fact. I know perfectly pleasant geese in this community, but... If we're talking bugs, parasites, all these things, hate them. Right now, I am waging war with Japanese beetles. Have you seen these? They're a variety of scarab beetle native to Japan, and they're fine there because that's where they're from, right? That's the proper environment. Yeah. Here, they wreak havoc. They're eating my roses. Oh, they're no. destroying them. You had such pretty roses in your such yard. Such nice roses. Yeah. My fiance Sammy, and I have been on the attack. We've got the uh, soapy water. That's what people say the best way is to flick them off into the buckets of soapy water. Yes. Oh, I okay. hate them. We have hate some them. hot takes on hated animals uh-huh. on the text line. <laughs> so Jeremy texted us just the words, F them skunks. <laughs> not so, a skunk fan. Not a skunk fan. <laughs> F them skunks. skunks. Okay, I like skunks. I've got no issue with them. And we have another text from Ed. Deer. Deer uh, are the effing worst, dumbest, stupid ass <laughs> animal ever. <laughs> they might be cute, but they are the dunnest SOBs ever. Yeah. Finding the only cars on the road to get absolutely lit up. Well, that's the wildest part. <laughs> they, they, People around here hating on deer well, for running in front of cars. What, they hear like a, a branch snapping three miles away and are like, huh? And they're like startled and <gasps> run, run away. away. They and see a, a big semi. Uh, 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 yeah. They're like, whoa, It's what's not even that? a semi. It's Boom. only like the yeah. crappy little <laughs> sunfires that they'll absolutely ruin if they run into them. They're like, this is the car for me. Another text at 10939 says, bald-faced hornets, they suck. Little sons of bees. Satan's creatures. Satan's creatures, yeah. I've been, I've fought some hornet wars recently, too. See, this is what I mean. People are getting fired up. We haven't even got to the what list What is yet. a bald-faced hornet? Like, the worst hornet is that just all. a normal hornet? Uh, no, what I think they actually face? look pretty weird. Like, they, they are kind of freaky looking. Um, but, yeah, look anyway, it up. Look the it list. up. They're get horrifying. The uh, so, the most hated animals of all time. I don't know where this list is supposed to start, but we'll go with bats. A lot of people scared of bats. See, I think bats are cute. I love them. I think echolocation is super cool. They're not going to hurt you unless they get stuck in your hair. Yeah. Although that's kind of like a wives' tale. I feel like bats don't get stuck in your hair as much as you thought they would when you mm-hmm. were a kid. Yeah. Well, if that's ever happened, you please text us 10939. But they eat, you know, bugs. They're good. 
Uh, raccoons made the list. Oh. I think a lot of people think raccoons are cute, but, you know, the trash pandas, right? Yeah. They hassle a lot of people yeah. getting into their garbage, getting into their compost, whatever it is. Uh, spiders are on the list, of spiders, course. big, big one. One of the most common phobias in the world. I don't mind spiders. Uh, I used to kind of be freaked out by them, but, again, it's, you know... I started living with my animal brothers, and I'm like, okay, I appreciate you. You eat other bugs that I don't like. Uh, wasps are on the list as well. Wasps. So the bald-faced hornet, I would lump that in the same thing. Yeah. And here we are getting into a lot of the buglies. Cockroach. Cockroach. Oh. One of the most hated Blech. creatures in the world. Blech. And they, they can't die, right? That's their thing. They're like you a million years old. Burn the house down. Yeah. Rats are on the list. Um... Yes. A lot of Let's, people have pet rats. We're reading some text. I don't mind rats. I grew up with the rats uh-huh. and the mice in uh, in Halifax. <laughs> Albino trouser snakes? <laughs> what? Why are you so funny? Albino trouser snake. I don't get it. I've got one of them on my person right now. Oh, is that um, like a is that like a dirty reference? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Don't Google albino trouser snake at work, please. Okay. Um Whoa, whoa. This text said raccoons are the reason my dad died when I was five, but I still love them. If you can get over your hatred of raccoons, then who wouldn't be able to? That's wild. I'm sorry to hear that. A, super sorry. B, we're going to need a little backstory on that because that sounds like a wild story. Um, Ticks and mosquitoes, they put them together on the list. I I think any bloodsuckers, right? Yeah. Which, speaking of which, I forget how they're pronounced, but there's this thing called like a lamprey or lamprey, which is found in Lake St. Clair, again, invasive species from, I think, the Atlantic Ocean, and it has decimated the fisheries of the Great Lakes. Decimated them. Uh, They've started controlling the population, but they're like, you know in the series of unfortunate events, those eels that have like a million teeth? Well, now that you mention it, animal I hate, eels. Yeah. Eels? Eels? These are like eels mixed with leeches and they have got like razor teeth and razor tongues. They fasten to the side of fish and use their Ew. serrated tongue to like burrow They're into the side. Th- They're serrated And then they suck the fluids out. They're awful. They're the worst thing ever. Uh, and then coyote is on the list. Oh, Coyote, I think it's like, you know, whatever. Coyote's a coyote. And top of the list, hyena. I feel like that's a sleeper. Whoa, why Who are, puts hyena as the most hated animal? In what animal? world are we encountering hyenas? <laughs> yeah. How do you know hyenas ba- are bad? You haven't met a hyena. Yeah. None of these people have met a hyena. All they do is laugh. It's fine. What was one of yours? Have you met all the animals you were hating on? Uh, I've met an eel. You met an eel. Face to face. Yeah. But I just picture uh, the people who ate hyenas, they just watched The Lion King once yeah. and they're like, ooh, Probably. No. the worst. It, lions too. Scar, not a fan. Not a fan at all. <laughs> Hannah Witherby and Johnny Parks. In the morning. On 93.9 Virgin Radio. So Johnny just filled us in on the top 10 most hated animals. And you might be thinking, it's hard to hate an animal. They're harmless creatures. For the most part. Wrong. <laughs> Whoa. Wrong. <laughs> My soon-to-be mother-in-law is listening, and she added one to the list we hadn't mentioned yet. Uh-huh. Centipedes. Ooh, any kind of centipedes, man. They're creepy. The fuzzy ones. Like house centipedes. Yeah. Million legs. They're creepy. I think that they're that they're fine. They're probably another one that eats other bugs that we hate more. Because that's the thing. If if a bug's not biting me, I don't care about it. I don't I don't care. No. You know? No, here's the issue. I think the reason centipedes are so gross is because they feel really disgusting to squish. Them. Yeah. Or if they crawl on you. Oh my don't even don't even awful. get me started. Well, we almost I almost actually uh crashed my crashed my car on Riverside coming home from the fair uh, a couple weeks ago or maybe it was fireworks night even. I'm not sure, but uh we were driving and my fiance suddenly in the passenger seat is just like ah! 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 I was like, "What? What's going on? What's up?" 
There was a house centipede running across our dashboard. Oh, in your car? So that, this is the question. If a house centipede's in your car, is it a car centipede now? It must I don't be. know. It has to be. But that we, thing is learning how to drive. <laughs> it's filling up the tank. It's, still, it's probably in there. It's my little buddy now. But I, oh my God, I almost crashed. She was like, pull over, pull over. We got to get it out of here. Because she's like, I'm not going to just sit here and maybe get and, crawled on by this thing. And know that there's a centipede in my presence. So I pulled off. Uh-huh. Couldn't find it. We looked no, for like five minutes. Gone. I was like, so now we just have to live with the fact that there could it, always be it could still a house be centipede there. in here. So, Knowing the amount of trash in your car, <laughs> that centipede has like food for was, a million years. If I'm being honest, I probably brought it in with the um, bags of mulch that I got. I got like six bags of mulch. One of them spilled in my SUV. It was honestly, a, that's was a mess. probably exactly yeah, what that's happened. That's probably what went down. I have some important news for you. Anna Witherby and Johnny Parks. Can I get in on this? On 93.9 Virgin Radio. There's this guy going viral from Sarnia. hey A city councilor who wore a tank top and a fedora to a town <laughs> meeting. And it has people up in arms, okay? Yeah. This is last week's council meeting. Nathan Colcohen uh, was clad in a fedora and a tank top. And it was during a debate of a motion calling for the adoption of a professional business attire policy. Oh, for okay. meetings that would have taken place next term. So it makes more sense when you hear the backstory. He's trying yeah. to prove a point. Yeah, yeah. It's like a protest. Yes. Or super casual. He was uh, protesting this new business attire policy that they wanted to put into place. The person who introduced this motion said that other councils do have dress codes for their city council meetings, and he says business attire would show respect for staff and delegations to council. And then the guy who was dressed in the fedora. I don't know if you ever want to be known as the, the guy who the was. The fedora guy. The fedora guy, <laughs> Nathan <laughs> Kukwulan. He says, one doesn't need to wear a suit to make good decisions for the city. Sounding straight out of Lord of the Rings. I agree with that. I like how he talks a little bit like old timey. Yeah. I feel like once you put a fedora on your head, you start talking a little old timey. Milady, actually. One does not need to wear a suit to make good decisions for the city. Instantly grows a neck beard. The motion was defeated, so no dress code. Hooray. Justice for the fedora guy. Waking you up. Come on. Hannah Witherby and Johnny Parks. It's just fun. 93.9 Virgin Radio. Science Corner. It's time for another Science Corner. Easy, Bill Nye. Johnny Nye, the science guy. Oh, I'm expected to do something science. Actually, I brought this up. It's my science (laughs) corner, okay? Hannah Nye. Sit down, Johnny. Just kidding. Researchers are saying that brown noise is the new white noise. So, white noise as in, like, the... So, this is supposed to help you sleep better at night. Okay. So, here's an example of white noise, if you're wondering, if you want to be traumatized for a second. This is white noise. So... White noise jumbles up sounds from all frequencies. Right. Low, mid, and high frequencies are all going on here. It's like the sound equivalent of static. It is. And some people do use white noise machines to sleep. And it kind of sounds like the ocean. A little bit. A little bit. You're romanticizing the white noise. But brown noise, you're going to love this. Mm -hmm. It has low and bass heavy notes only. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be more relaxing and help you sleep. Here's brown noise. So pretty similar. Isn't that kind of way better, though? I. This feels way better to me. You like it? The yeah. The thing for me is it kind of reminds me, you know when you get a weird 
uh, air pressure thing happening in your car where maybe only one of your windows is open and you get this beating where it's like a... Yes, I know exactly. That, oh. that really bothers me, and mm-hmm. I feel like uh, it happens a lot with low frequencies. So if there is more prominent low frequencies in this, I think that might start grating on me. But I think that this is so much more relaxing than, than, that. than this. This is white noise. Got the hiss in there. And then this is the brown noise. This reminds okay. me of like a running waterfall. Yeah, I can see that. It almost feels like you're just a little bit distant from a beach or waterfall or something like that. Yeah. Off in the distance. So this is I an like eight-hour brown noise. So okay. if you want to like put this on before bed, it's supposed to be way better for helping you sleep. People with ADHD actually have been praising hey. brown noise. All right. For being like less distracting and more, what's the word, grounding. Yeah. Well, see, this is a very different brown noise than the one that I grew up hearing about this. I can't believe you aren't aware of this. You, you haven't heard of the brown noise or the brown note? The brown note? No, I don't know it what that was, is. Uh, well, I think South Park had a big big part of bringing it to popularity, but it's been in a lot of pop culture stuff. It is the legend of a certain frequency, so low, that if you were to hear it, you would instantly Poop bre- yourself? brown yourself. Yes. Oh, no. So that, that's the legend oh, of the brown no. note. This is uh, this is part of the episode of South Park where they do it, and they're at a big recorder recital, and everyone plays the brown note at the same time. Oh, Johnny. Johnny. It's the whole world. Stop. Listen, you can't bring up the brown note. How did you and not take my science corner, my classy-ass science corner, Teaching you how to sleep better at night yeah. and turn it into pooping your face. Oh, I'm going to sleep a lot better at night now. Get more Legally Blunt. Yes. Live on the radio. Hannah and Johnny, weekday mornings 6 to 10 on 93.9 Version Radio.